<clears throat> Hello, I'm Jim, and this is a little bit of an announcement before we crack on with this week's On The Left Side. This podcast will be almost the final ever one of these shows. For the past four or five seasons, it has been awesome being able to just poke fun at the world of football and generally just take the piss, but it feels like the time has come to call it a day. Unlike some people, however, we are actually going to do the whole show. We're not going to ask the manager to take us off after 26 minutes to a rapturous round of applause because our egos aren't that big. There will be one more show to come. It's going to happen in a couple of weeks. It'll be me and producer Ant's favourite bits from the podcast. We'll pick some of our best moments and we'll probably explain a little bit more as to why we've decided to call it a day as well. But thank you for listening. We really appreciate your ears and I love the nice comments that come in from people who tell us that they genuinely love the show. And if you really want to hear more of me talking about football, albeit in a slightly more serious context, you can find the Football Social Daily podcast, which is a daily Premier League podcast which keeps you up to date with everything you need to know from the top flight. Just search Football Social Daily to find that. But for the very last time, I'm Jim. This is On The Left Side, The Funny Football Show. Could this be the moment? Shoots and scores! Grealish gives Villa the lead and the young captain, the Villa fan, might just have scored the goal that keeps them in the Premier League. That is it. The Premier League season is done and dusted after pretty much an entire calendar year and shockingly around six weeks ahead of the start of next season. The thing is... We've gorged on such a feast of football over the last few weeks that the idea of a new season actually getting underway anytime soon is making me feel a little bit sick. And we've still got the Champions League to go. It's like when your dad starts talking about maybe having a cold turkey sandwich for his tea just as you're shoveling the last mouthful of chestnut stuffing into your mouth for your Christmas lunch. That's before your mum has even thought about bringing out the mince pies. And yes, I have just compared the Champions League to mince pies. It was actually the potential of who might make the Champions League next season that was getting most of the interest on the final day of this season, as various teams battled it out for a place in that coveted top four. A prize that would eventually be picked up by Chelsea and Manchester United, who, as a result, saw their managers heralded as the next football messiahs. Frank Lampard managing to do so with only a playing staff of around, what, 60? to pick from, while Solskjaer built his success on the back of a meagre £200 million spent in the transfer market. How did they do it, eh? Incredible. For me, however, the real drama was at the other end of the table. Would Eddie Howe manage to mastermind another Premier League survival story at Bournemouth? Would Jack Grealish be able to keep Aston Villa in the top flight? Would Watford make more managerial appointments than substitutions during their final game against Arsenal? All possible, but I know which I thought was most likely. I was wrong, however, and Watford managed to stay with the same managerial appointment for the whole 90 minutes of the match, which must be some kind of record. But it wasn't enough to keep the club in the top flight, and they rocketed down to the championship. It's almost as if changing your manager more often than Boris Johnson changes his mind on coronavirus regulations was a bad thing. We must stay alert. Actually, thinking about it, Bojo would be the perfect manager for Watford. Thank you very much. There isn't really any risk of him being able to fuck everything up in Europe. It would appear that it's pretty much impossible to get rid of him once he's in power. And let's face it, those jingoistic terms he loves are probably much more appropriate for a football dressing room than at the dispatch box. Oh, 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 
yes, yes, no, uh, come, we must um, get victory done. Uh, we we have an oven ready um, uh, win that that will mean we are stronger together in defense. No. Um, uh, let's not project fear. Uh, get us down. Uh, uh, Wiffle waffle uh, Olympics. See, spot on. Who knows, maybe Watford would have never been in quite so much trouble in the first place had they shown the same kind of fight as Captain Troy Deeney did in his post-match interview after the game when asked about his future. You're talking about maybe it being your last game for Watford. Could it be your last game full stop? You, is I'm that not concerned? that old, cheeky bastard. Sorry for swearing, sorry Nan, I know you're watching. <laughs> sorry, yeah, 32. Nah, you're not that old, mate. But your birthday cake does look like the homestand during the Olympiakos versus Panathinaikos derby. The club clearly know that mistakes have been made, and that's a big part of addressing the issues. But I was surprised to see a headline on BBC Sport this Monday that read Watford bosses make joint statement. It turned out that Gino Pozzo and Scott Duxbury were actually making a joint statement rather than what I hoped it was going to be, and that was that they got all of the Watford managers from the last seven years all to make a great big statement together, like a massive choir. That would have been great. We're sorry. We're really, really sorry. I'm not. Shut up, Nigel. Speaking of choirs, it could well be that music played a much bigger part in who stayed up and who went down than you might think. Bournemouth, for example, were one of those relegated teams, despite a brilliant performance against Everton on the final day of the season. And maybe, just maybe, it would have been so much different if one fan hadn't decided to create this monstrosity. How can you be motivated when you've got that as a theme song? I did feel a little bit sorry for Bournemouth, but after hearing that, frankly, I'm delighted they've gone. Forget going into administration, that should be an automatic 10-point deduction right there. I'm not even really sure that Bournemouth really rhymes with victorious, does it? Couldn't they have just gone with, we are AFC Bournemouth, beating Everton won't be enough? Much better? Maybe not. Music may have even played a part in Aston Villa's survival this season, because nothing deserves disappointment like this ditty from a fan of Villa's arch-rivals Wolverhampton Wanderers. The Villa's going down, 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 down. Villa fans, you are to know The Premier League's not your level Your players are too slow and your coaching team's awful You're leaving behind the league Where you probably should have stayed But you're gonna be back there soon There will be no great escape You're back in the top league For one season only You better be worried Because you're going down, 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 down The Prem's different gravy you players, they're too lazy The villa's going down, 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 down Right, that's enough social media for today The villa's going down, 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 down I hate it It could just be that the song is sung in totally the wrong key 
Maybe it'll be easier for him to get those right notes when his balls finally come. Down, 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 down. You might think I'm being a bit of a miserable old bastard here, and you'd probably be right. But I look like the happiest man alive when you compare me to Roy Keane. An individual who can suck all the joy out of even the most joyous of celebrations, such as Aston Villa staying in the Premier League. Just take, for example, his reaction to their dressing room celebrations. <laughs> you can't begrudge them that. Can you, Roy? The devil win anything. <laughs> <laughs> they just stayed in the oh, Premier League. Firstly, I love how different Roy Keane and Mika Richards are. It's like a really bad film plot where a normal footballer is split into two different people, one good and one evil. Secondly, I'm pretty sure that Roy Keane will consider anything beyond a polite handshake when celebrating your birthday as taking things a little bit too far. Oi, come on, come on, calm down. That's enough. What do you think this is, a nightclub? Show some maturity, will you? You're four years old. Now blow your candles out and feck off. There is some good news for Aston Villa, however, or more good news, I should say, because they might not just be staying in the Premier League, but they could also be hanging on to one of their star players. Yep, Jack Grealish could be pulling on the Claret and Blue again next season, according to this interview that Dean Smith gave to TalkSport. I gave him a few a few shots last night and got him to sign a new five-year contract, so uh, it's not been done yet. But <laughs> <laughs> It was written in Zambuca. I'm not sure if it was mine or his. By the way, Dean, you've got no idea the things I've signed after five shots, I can tell you. <laughs> Seems pretty bang on for football right now, doesn't it? Someone says no, get them pissed, see if they change their mind. Anyway, I'm not sure I believe the whole five shots thing. It's more than the rest of the Villa team have had all season. Thanks. Whilst one Midlands club could be hanging on to their star player, another has already lost theirs. Last week, we told you about Jude Bellingham signing for Borussia Dortmund. What happened next, though, was almost unbelievable. After the transfer went through, the club took the decision to retire Bellingham's number 22 shirt from the squad list, despite the fact he's only made 44 appearances for the club. It's proper weird. I mean, sure, he made the club a load of money. But on the other hand, they've now got to deal with all those spinal injuries from how hard the rest of the squad must have cringed after the announcement. It, of course, won't be the first time that a club has retired a shirt. West Ham retired England World Cup winner and inspirational captain Bobby Moore's number six shirt. Napoli retired the number 10 shirt from their greatest ever player, Diego Maradona, and AC Milan retired Paolo Mandini's number three shirt after 900 games, seven Serie A titles, and five Champions Leagues. And now Birmingham City have added 17-year-old Jude Bellingham to that list for some reason. In fact, I strongly suspect 25 million reasons. To be fair, I'd probably be a little bit giddy as well if suddenly 25 million landed in my bank account. But what are they going to do now to honour some of the players who have had a much bigger impact on the club over the years? Birmingham have set a dangerous precedent and surely now they have to honour some of the other figures from their history. I look forward to the next few weeks seeing the unveiling of the Trevor Francis stand, the Christoph Dugary ring road, and maybe naming the local Greggs after Emil Heskey. Is that it? That's that's the gag. This is our last show. Emil Heskey and Greggs.
Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, there's no time for a rewrite, is there? Well, I don't know. You're the funny one. I just make it sound good. Right, okay. Um, think, 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 think. Are the lads still here? Send them, get them back in the studio now. We're sorry. That'll do. Right, that is it for this week's episode. Like I said earlier, this is the final ever proper on the left side, the funny football show, we think. I'll put that caveat in, in case someone comes up to my house with a load of money and asks me to do a load more. There's the caveat. But it will probably be the last one. Make sure you join us for the show in a couple of weeks' time when we'll look back at some of our favourite bits from the last five years of podcasts, something like that. Thank you very much for listening. Don't bother subscribing because there's only one more. It's not really worth your time. But we will see you in a few weeks. Bye-bye. On the left side was written, that's right, was... Don't you start crying now, or I'll give you something to cry about. Ha! It was written and produced by that useless fecker and McGinley and Jim Salveson, the idiot. What are you hanging around for? Does this look like a bus stop? Feck off!